Jay Boyar of the Orlando Sentinel says, Believe it or not, the most exciting movie of the year takes place mainly on an elevator, on a city bus, and on a train car. Richard Schickel of Time Magazine says, Talk about simple, but the film's sheer cut-to-the-chase straightforwardness is part of its appeal. And about the sequel, Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times says, Movies like this embrace goofiness with an almost sensual pleasure, and so, on a warm summer evening, do I. On this episode of Ruined Childhoods, we decide the fate of speed. Which one will it be? Greetings, Starfighters, and welcome to Rune Childhoods. Um, one of one half of your hosting team, Mr. Dan Weiner, and with me as always, hey. Mr. Jay Smooth. Oh no, that is not it. What? He didn't want to be called Jay Jiggles. <laughs> All right, that is an inside joke. And no one here except for Scott, our brother, will understand what that is. I'm John. I'm we sorry. Are, I couldn't help yeah, it. So this is I don't know. your favorite podcast about yes. reboots, prequels, sequels, remakes, reimagined movies. Um I don't, spiritual adaptations, spiritual sequels. That's a thing. Spiritual sequels. Yes. Universes, the, cinematic universes sure. um, that don't actually exist. Yeah. And, and this episode, we are talking about the, um, the movie that was released in June of, oh my God, what year 1994. is 1994 speed. Yeah. I only have the year down for speed Two cruise control in my notes. Oh, 97. <laughs> yes. So um, the way I went about uh, preparing for this episode, because I felt like I knew speed well enough to not have to like rewatch it is I thought I'd never seen speed Two cruise control. So I feel like I should probably just research that. I'm not going to watch it. Um, I, I, probably a a good call. Well, this is something that we're, you know, talking about for the (laughs) first time here, but, uh, there is a category for the Razzie. That's the worst remake or sequel. Um, and and for this, for 1997, it was speed Two cruise control. I am not surprised, though. I'm sure it had some pretty... St- I actually am a little surprised because that was the same year that Batman and Robin came out. And that was god-awful. Well, his not not a great year for uh, for sequels, I guess. Not not to Speed or Batman. Yeah. So, uh, uh, no, I was, trying, I was trying to think of other sequels from 1997. And I just... I remember just to reminisce for a moment about like summer 97 movies. I, there were some, there were some quite good ones. Uh, I believe that was the year of Con Air. Uh-huh. That sounds entertaining that sounds to right. this day. Air Force One. Still a, a fun watch. Plain heisty movies. Yeah. You know, those were not bad. I remember that was the year of the fifth element, which I know um, has a big following. It's it's a movie I kind of try to watch every few years and try to get a little more into it. I, I've never been a huge fan, but well, yeah. let me let Summer me tell 97. you the let me tell you the other nominees for 1997's uh, Razzie Award for worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel. That's the title of the category. Yes. So. Obviously, the winner is Speed 2 Cruise Control, as we've mentioned. The runners-up were Batman and Robin, Home Alone yeah. 3, Lost, The Lost World, Jurassic Park, and McHale's Navy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so I forgot Lost World was that year as well. And John, have you seen all of those? Um, I have not seen Home Alone 3. I want to say that we start, Alicia, my my wife, and I started watching Home Alone 3 at 
at some point. It, it is the first in the Home Alone franchise that does not star Macaulay Culkin. Correct. It stars, I want to say his name was Alex Linz. I want, I think he was the kid from, I don't know what, I th- he was one of the kids in the running to play young Anakin Skywalker. I did read that somewhere. I remember reading that recently. You're probably right. And, and who's going to argue with you? Uh, okay, here, I'm actually looking it up right now. My friend Ray will argue with me. Alex Ray. D. Linz as Alex Pruitt, an eight-year-old boy with a high IQ living in suburban Chicago. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is in that movie. My um, goodness, that's right. Yeah. And, and that is um, it. Everybody else is, is kind Harland of... Harland Williams, like, one of the uh, burglars in that? I. Uh, if he is, he is not credited, or at least not credited. Yeah, I might be thinking Home Alone Four. That's entirely possible, or like French Stewart. I could see French Stewart. Yes, being, French Stewart. Am I right? That I. <laughs> I'm going off pure memory here, but yes, John, you're right. I'm I'm looking it up. I'm double checking. Okay, sounds good. So uh, on this episode, uh, we're going to be talking about speed. The only news that I have to talk about, and which is not really news, but there was a a trailer for the upcoming Dark Crystal um, sequel, which is going to be on Netflix in August. And did have you watched it, Dan? I have yet to watch it. Just came out today on the day we're recording this. Um, mm. I at first I was a little skeptical, but then as it went on, I was like, "Okay, I'm in." Okay, because this is one of those. This is this is like this has ruined childhood's potential. Um, oh come I, on! Just because a just because dark dark crystal is it's a part of of I. I remember seeing it at a very young age. I don't remember how, when, or where, but I I just knew it from a very young age, and it was always kind of with me. In fact, a few years, not a few years ago, it was several years ago, I went into a, it was like a small consignment shop in Cranford, New Jersey. Our hometown. And, and found the Marvel adaptation okay of the dark crystal like the the graphic novelization of the dark crystal uh-huh and in fact i found it i came across it recently and i have it uh in my desk at at work so dark crystal and then we saw it famously at the hollywood forever yeah Cemetery. like seven years ago i guess something it like would that. be six S- six, six and years this this July, because it was the summer before right. Chloe was born. Yeah, so, so we went and saw it at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery in Los Angeles. So cool. And it was fantastic. So much fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I Like I said, I was skeptical, but um, watch the trailer and let me know what you think. And if anybody listening has any thoughts about it, you can write to us at ruinedchildhoodspod at gmail.com. Um, yes. but, but yeah, let, let's talk about speed. I, our well, episodes, wait, John, hold on. Oh, oh, our episodes are getting so long. <laughs> yeah. But, but cause another trailer dropped today and I don't know if you saw it, but I watched it. Rambo <gasps> last blood. I did not see it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean the last Rambo, the, the fourth Rambo ends with John Rambo kind of coming home finally after all this time. And he, he arrives at like, you know, the Rambo farm, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Rambo farms, you know, they, you go to the farmer's market, you go to Rambo farms. Sure. Um, yeah. So, and then I, I want to say he ends up in like Mexico city. Okay. Um, or that's what it, that's what it looks like. I'm not sure if that's where they shot it or that's where it takes place, but it basically looks like Rambo is taking on a cartel. And like, Ugh, and they come, come after him. Yeah, but you know what, though, John? I mean, Rambo took on the Burmese genocide in the fourth Rambo, and it it was it was pretty intense. I just want to see like a Rambo movie where he just like sits down and reads a book or something. Just like <laughs> Rambo, there's, there's no violence. Rambo reads a book. There's zero violence. He just calms down he's just like 
I've had enough. He goes, he goes back to school. He gets sure. back to school. We do a back to school remake. Whoa. It's like a double with Rambo. A, it's a, a, a remake, but also a sequel. Crazy. It's like Creed 2. Stallone. We okay. see you. Um, okay. well, can, so uh, on to speed. Well, can William Zabka also be in it to kind of keep it still within the uh, back to school averse? The answer to that question is always yes. <laughs> we love you, Billy Z. We um, will always find, and that is, when he says Billy Z, he means William Zabka. All due respect to Billy Zane. <laughs> oh, that's true. All And seriously, all due respect to Billy Zane. Big Billy Zane Billy fan. Zane goes by B Zane. B Zane. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, Dan. He's not just insane, he's B Zane. Dan, this is our first, this is our, this is our speed episode so this yeah. is going to be our very first pop quiz hotshot, Dan. <laughs> what do you think the very first remake was? Very first movie remake. The very first movie remake was, oh man. You got to give me a moment. I actually think I do know this. Um, and by the way, and with John as my witness, he, he's, he can see me right now, can tell you that I am not looking this up. No, I wouldn't let you cheat. And also, you wouldn't cheat. In the spirit of Keanu Reeves, I'm searching my mental database for it as if it was The Matrix. Um, The first movie to be like, like a remake of another movie. Yes. That was previous okay just checking um god i know there's been a lot of remakes of the front page i don't necessarily think that's it though and nosferatu possibly is that your final answer oh no no um because i'm worried that i'm going to say it's my final answer and then you're going to say it and then i'm ah would have been the next thing I would have thought. Pretend that I'm Dennis Hopper and I'm going to blow you up if you don't answer oh, this. This is speed, man. You got to go fast. It's a pop <laughs> quiz. Pop quiz, hotshot. Okay. Um, so the first, very, mo- the very first movie to ever be remade, uh, Beauty and the Beast. The Great Train Robbery. Oh, f- in 1903, The Great Train I'm Robbery not was made. To swear. The Great Train Robbery was made, and it was like the very first movie to ever use like cutting, and, and it's actually believed to be the very first narrative film, very first Western, very first action film, really. I mean, this is the beginning of film, really. So it's that was the, fir- the movie where the train comes right at the camera, That's and right. people freak the people hell freaked out. out. So The Great Train Robbery was was made in 1903. The remake of The Great Train Robbery, also called The Great Train Robbery, came out 1904. In the spirit of this being a Western, movie making was the Wild West at the time. It was this whole new thing. And there were no like rules or anything. People could just do kind of whatever. And so this didn't belong like an intellectual property to anybody. So it was kind of like, hey, I could do that. Like... The day it came out, they made the next one. So, so someone else was. They were just, oh, okay. Let uh, I'm gonna make a great train yeah, robbery. I'll do it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> like it was. It was just. Yeah. It was actually just like for the first few years of movies. Like one movie came out each year, and it was a remake of the Great Train Robbery until like 1909. Yeah, just, pretty much. It was, it was like it was like the airport movies of the 70s. It, it was like Great Train Robbery 08. Oh no! Yeah, this kind time of. the rob. This time the conductor is the robber. I- yeah. Um. um so. Anyway, anyway I- I'm not. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed that that did cross my mind as something that was remade, but uh-huh. it did not. I was not aware that the first remake of it was so soon. I yeah. had thought in my mind. I was thinking in my mind of a very early silent version of Beauty and the Beast that I want to say was made in France uh-huh. and, and then was, was possibly 
remade, but yeah, no, well, the great train robbery. So, mm. uh, by the way, I'm getting my information from a website called all that's interesting.com and they, and this is, I'm just quoting them right now. At last, we think remakes are solely a, a notion of today's Hollywood. The Great Train Robbery was indeed remade the very next year. The plot was simple. A group of outlaws hold up a train that is pursued relentlessly by the sheriff and his posse. Yeah. So there you have it. Uh, yeah. That is, Dan, you didn't get it right. Boom. You're blown I am, up. I'm, a sh- I'm ashamed of myself. <sighs> you know. Well, I, I will I, say this, Dan. You're going to have opportunities to redeem yourself. Throughout the course of Excellent. the episode, but I never. I, oh my goodness! There's going to be more. <laughs> we got All more. Right. We got more uh, pop quiz hot shots coming up. But let's talk a little bit about Speed. Uh, for yeah. anybody who is unfamiliar with the movie Speed, it stars Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock, who are awesome in it. It's an awesome movie. <laughs> it's about this uh, this bus that is rigged with a bomb on it, and if it goes above fifty miles per hour, the the bomb is uh, armed, and then if it goes below 50 miles an hour, it will explode. And the LAPD bomb specialist, uh, Jack something or other, played by Keanu Reeves. Traven. Jack Traven, played by Keanu Reeves. Uh, early Earlier in the film, he and his partner, uh, who's played by Jeff Daniels, have an unsuccessful bomb disarming attempt. Is it the same bad guy who said who set that one off yes yeah it was played by yes. dennis hopper very yes brilliantly such a cool role yeah. and isn't his name in that howard Payne? i think so sounds about yeah. right I, I think so so uh, very cool movie check it out if you haven't seen it you know clearly because this is an action movie everything works out fine and actually it culminates in a really cool chase sequence uh in the la subway and uh it ends it and this is a big spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen uh speed you've had plenty of time uh but ultimately dennis (laughs) had 25 years head gets uh knocked right off yes yeah yeah um so and what's really i guess what's what's fun about speed is there are a lot of there are a lot of sequences in it, and I will say the last time I watched it, I felt like okay, some of this now is admittedly less thrilling than it was seeing it in a theater in 1994. But there are so many sequences in it, and so many great lines and performances, especially Dennis Hopper, but also mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock. Jeff Daniels, Joe Morton, uh, you know, great cast all around and some really well-paced direction by Jan de Bont. And what's not, who's not credited, but who wrote uh, what what's said to be most of the dialogue in it is uh, Josh Whedon. Really? If I'm pronouncing that I didn't know correctly. that. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was brought on to do some, um, Probably, some I guess very early in his career. And I guess at that point he had done, well, he, I guess he had done the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie also for Fox. So, uh-huh. um, that's right. But yeah, the writer. An, an awesome movie. That I is love a that fun movie. movie. That's a really fun movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time, but Donald Sutherland, Christy Swanson, Paul Rubens, Rutger Hauer. Paul Rubens yeah. is amazing in it. Luke we might Perry. Have to talk, yeah, Luke Perry, R.I.P. Um, we might have to talk about that yeah. another another time. We might have to save an episode for oh, Buffy. Oh, I'm confident, I'm confident yeah. that we will. So um, just to kind of give a little bit of background, at this point in his career, uh, Keanu Reeves, you know, we've already spoken about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey, which had already come out at this point. And he and has gotten into action movies with Point no, Break. No, that's what I was, what what, was going to What's add. up? Oh, yeah. So uh, Point Break was his first action movie. And, and then Speed, I guess, would have been his second. And then after that, went on to do Johnny Mnemonic, Walk in the Clouds, mm-hmm. Devil's Advocate, The Matrix. Um, and then we all know where he is now, uh, John Wick chapter three. Yeah. Parabellum. Yeah. Just came out. And, and I'm going to go ahead and say, I would just love to see him doing another speed like movie, Mm -hmm. you know? 
Yeah. Just, and it's like, he's, he's just so good. And what's really cool about speed that I feel like is kind of becoming a trend once again is, uh, using all like practical effects. Yes. Um, that's yes. kind of, people are kind of in like, CGI fatigue right now. <laughs> uh, and, and it's kind of become like a, a cool trend to do, uh, practical again, which is really exciting. Yeah, no, it's actually, great. I, it's, and oh, he on. was also in a uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, which has some really awesome practical effects in it. That's just irrelevant, not on topic about action movies at all, but, uh, Roman um, Coppola did all the practical effects for that movie and they're like really trippy. Yes. Agreed. Just saying. Yeah, Bram Stoker's Dracula is a hell of a visual trip. Keanu Reeves' performance in that movie is it's kind of, it's entertaining now. Um so but yeah, Keanu Reeves has had quite a career, quite a ride. He, he <laughs> pun I guess intended. Oh boy. Uh, but <laughs> well, he did not return so Speed did have a sequel in 1997. Speed two, two cruise, cruise control. control, yeah, or as I call it, snooze control. Oh boy, because it's boring. Well, so this one, it, it um, Sandra Bullock is back as Annie, and at the end of the first Speed, she is with Keanu Reeves. For all intents and purposes, she and Keanu Reeves have gotten together, and in this movie, uh, she is now with Alex, who's played by Jason Patrick from The Lost Boys. Now, they do at the end of Speed, so I guess what does kind of like, I guess, give them the out is there's that dialogue about relationships that start in, you know, extreme situations, how they never last. So... Yeah, that's true. Um, It kind of... Yeah, but I, but I mean that was not the reason why Keanu Reeves wasn't in Speed Two. No, he just didn't like the script. He was like, "They're on I, a boat. That doesn't sound very I've, exciting." I've read like four different reasons. Like he was touring with his band. He turned it down to do Devil's Advocate. He turned it down because he had just done Chain Reaction, which was another action movie. Well, I watched a clip of him on Kimmel. And he, mm-hmm. he asks him why he never did Speed 2. And he said, like, well, I read the script and I said, no, thanks. And that's what I feel like I remember <laughs> at the yeah. time was that it, it was that. And and it was kind of the idea of, well, how do you why would the and, and saying this fully acknowledging that that Die Hard is awesome and that there are four fantastic Die Hard movies. I feel like I remember Keanu Reeves feeling like it didn't make sense and that there was nothing for them to really do in a sequel because I guess, what are you trying to do other than repeat the formula? Well, I think that uh, a problem is that the movie is called speed and in order to, really do a sequel for a movie called speed. You have to maintain the element of speed, which a boat, a cruise boat doesn't have. If see the thing with die hard is that it's called die hard. If it was called like bad luck in a building, then like you're stuck to being (laughs) in a building. But like in this case, it's all about the speed of it. And if this one was just called like, you know, tricky situation jack then it would just be open for <laughs> tricky traven <laughs> yeah tri- <laughs> tricky Dra- traven that's right uh you'd be open for as many sequels as you want to do but that's just not the case it's called speed so i uh, i think that it's fun that it's called cruise control and it's pro- i bet they came up with a name before they actually wrote the movie um but uh willem defoe is the bad guy in this one which i mean when willem defoe is in it I'm at least a little curious. When Willem Dafoe, it don't matter who the hero is. Sure. It, I'm, that was not planned. Um, <laughs> no, none, but, none of you this know, John, it's so frustrating. Like, and I haven't seen this movie in forever and I've never watched the entire thing in one sitting. It's one of those like, oh, this is on HBO. Let me see how long it takes for me to get. Okay. What else is on? Um, yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, guess so, what? Pop what? quiz, hot shot. Numero dos. Oh. What oh, was no. the very first movie prequel? 
The very first movie prequel. Okay. And this is one where I'm sure that there, it could be debated, uh, but this is as far as can be like really narrowed down most likely to be the first. And I will say it's kind of narrow. It picked up after this. This is, this is not a pop quiz. This is a final exam. Jeez. <laughs> and I haven't been to class at all. <laughs> oh man. So the first prequel. Okay. So I'm trying to think of, all right. So what's the first movie? So, all right. Um, I'm trying to just think of like, movies with sequels, I guess, or movies with that are connected to each other and like how far back I can go with that. And like early movie stars, I'm like, did Errol Flynn do a Robin Hood prequel? No. <laughs> um, uh, do you want I any would, hints? I would love it. Yes. Can I have a hint, please? Uh, I will say is, as far as genre goes, it has similarities with the very first movie remake. Okay, so Western. I'm assuming Western? Or- yes. Well, okay. I mean, there are, there's more than one genre, and I feel like this, this has all those same genre elements. Is it, can we do like a 20 questions type deal? Uh, no, Maybe because I don't think that I know the movie well enough to be able to answer questions efficiently. No, no, no. But I just want to know, like, what it like, what age of cinema this is from? Like, is it silent era? Is no. it okay? So, is it color? Yes. Okay. Is it? Referenced in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Uh, no. Man, so it's not Butch and Sundance, the early years. Okay. Wait a second. That was referenced in Bill and Ted's, in Bill and Ted? Yeah. Uh, death, death says it at one point. What does he say? It, when, when they're, during, during, I want to say it's during charades. Oh my God. You're totally right. And yes, it is Butch and Sundance, the early years. <laughs> or sorry, the oh, early. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Butch and Sundance, the early days. The early days. Okay. I'm pretty. <laughs> oh, my I God. I want to say in Bill and Ted, he says, John, shame. Oh, the tables have turned. We've talked about Bill I, and Ted's uh, bogus journey, not even just on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But we've talked about it early in the, earlier in this episode. <laughs> yes. So, um, I know. That's why I asked that question. I was I like, can't, this is, I can't believe oh. that you actually got it, first of all. So, yeah. I'm 19, so glad that I actually decided to say it. <laughs> 1979. And it wasn't that long after that uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom came out. So um, that would have been probably the next one. And then, but the movie prequel didn't really become that much of a thing, really, until the Star Wars movies. And then it became a little bit more common. Common enough that we're right. talking about it on a podcast regularly. Yeah, yeah well, it's a, it's a it's a common thing. I also I think it's a common thing, and I, we're going to come back from the. This is a short tangent. I feel like it's a common thing because our the 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 people of our generation are the ones in the posi- in the creative control positions, making you know producing things. So there's a lot of that kind of, well, hey, man, when I was a kid, I always wanted to know what, you know, not what Butch and Sundance were like, but like, hey, like when I was a kid, I always, I wanted to know what happened before, you know, the first Rocky. I don't know. Right. Probably not that much. (laughs) I want, well, I mean, it was, it would be interesting. It would, it would be a a kind of a gangster movie because he was the thug. But it would be interesting to see how he so you you'd kind of see because when we meet him in Rocky, he's still he's an amateur. He's boxing like he's fighting. So he knows how to fight. Sure. So you'd get his relationship with Mickey. You'd kind of see how that starts. And and yeah, you'd have, you know, it would be kind of a little bit of an organized tri- crime, you know, like I just want to get out. <laughs> sure. <thing. laughs> uh, All right. Anyway, back to speed. 
Back to speed. Back to speed and speed to cruise control. The plot of speed to cruise control. And this is coming from someone who's not seen the movie, but did watch the trailer earlier today is that (laughs) uh, Jason Patrick is on the LAPD. He and um, Sandra Bullock's character, Annie are already together and he gets like suspended and they're just like, take a vacation. So he wants to bring (laughs) Annie on a cruise and Lo and behold, the cruise ship is being hijacked by crazy Willem Dafoe and whatever his character's name is. And man, oh man, was he not expecting that uh, Alex, Jason Patrick's character, was on board. And um, yeah, they uh, it it ends in a fiery plane crash uh, into the into an oil tanker. So. Right. Yeah, I feel and I remember like the the ship like headed headed towards like whatever pier or wherever yeah. it was supposed to dock and like speeding into it. Did you know that the original speeding script into for it. Speed 2? <laughs> um uh, let's speed into this. So the script was originally intended to be the third Die Hard. Uh I had a feeling you were going to say that. Well, what <laughs> no, a fun I mean, well, yeah. Dan, what a fun coincidence because both it, either way it would have start it, not start but it would have had Colleen Camp in it. Is Colleen Camp in Speed 2? She plays a passenger named Debbie. Excellent. Oh man, so It's Colleen the only Camp. note that I took is that Colleen Camp is in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what's interesting is, you know, thinking about ideas for for sequels mm-hmm. and or have we said all there is to say right now about speed I two? I think so. Oh no, we haven't because oh. I, I, I have to give, I have to give a personal shout out. Um, one of, one of my favorite bands, definitely, uh, growing up well into my twenties, uh, and thirties is in the movie has a cameo in the movie. Oh, they're actually in the movie. I UB40 is the band on the ship. No and way. Yes, UB40 is in the movie. They had a single on the soundtrack, Tell Me Is It True. Oh my God. From their 1997 album, Guns in the Ghetto. I, uh, someone's got to do it, you know? Um, but yeah, so I, I do have to mention that Speed 2 had, had that cameo in it. And for me, and I didn't see that movie in the theater. But for me, that was perhaps the one part of it worth watching. You know who else is is on the soundtrack? Shaggy. Who? Shaggy. Boombastic. Uh, And I only know that because at the end of the trailer, it says like featuring music by UB40, Shaggy. And then I couldn't even read the rest. But those are the two things that I saw. Oh, (laughs) yes. No, I, I, I remember that. That so, was, I guess, your uh, your next unofficial pop quiz hot shot because I just oh. told you the answer. Um, but why don't we do another pop quiz hot shot? Oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna veer away from the what I had been going with before. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about the um, the Razzie Award for worst prequel remake ripoff or sequel. The very first year they did that was 1994. Dan. Can you name the movie that won the Razzie for worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel in 1994? Okay. All right. I'm thinking just give me a moment here. Okay. Give me a moment. So right now there's only, oh, wait, hold on. (laughs) You're listening to Dan Think. Uh, yeah. Ruin childhoods. <laughs> if I could, my train of thought right now, it, it it really is. It's that it's it's a beautiful mind going on right now. There do you, are okay. Do you need to hear the five nominees? Um, I not yet. Not okay. yet. I think that's too much. Um, okay. What I want to ask is... I wrote them all down just so to make it easier for you, but ju- by all means... Yeah, no, no, just just, just give me a moment. Is it a... Is it, is it an adaptation of a TV show? No. Okay. Why, what were you that, thinking? That, 
that eliminates a couple of suspects. It, it eliminates, well, the Flintstones, but I wasn't sure if the Flintstones was quite um, that, Razzie-worthy. That was, that was a nominee. That was a nominee. And I couldn't remember if Car 54, Where Are You, was 94, but I was... It, for some reason, and I never saw that movie, and I want to say it had like David Johansson um, of the New York Dolls and I like Tom Arnold, maybe. Tom Arnold sounds in, familiar. And that was Car 54, Where Are You? And for some reason that popped into my head as something that was supposedly terrible. So, all right, but I'm guessing that wasn't 94 because that's not a nominee. <laughs> As you're, you you would have said. Um, so let's see. The Flintstones um, wasn't... It, so the Flintstones didn't win. Is it a sequel? I'm trying to f- see exactly how this one fits into this category, which is probably giving you too much information. Oh. Um, but so, we can come back to that. Wait, so so, so the winner? It's not it? a sequel, so I'm pretty sure it's just a, a remake. So the winner of it is, okay, so 1994. Um, you know what? And I I will say it's entirely possible that it's it qualifies because there was a television series about the same subject matter. Okay. All right. Um, but I will say it's right, not I- it's not like the Flintstones where it's like that memorable. Right. Okay. All right. So 1994. Um, The Little Rascals was that year. Was that one of the, I mean, that I didn't think that was that terrible. Nope. No, that's Dan, not would you like, of, would um, you like to hear the nominees? Well, actually I'll this is going to probably give it away if, uh, um, no, how about let's, let's see. So there's a TV series about the same subject matter. Yes. And mm-hmm. when was that TV series from? Do you, could you tell me that? Uh, from the 50s. From the 50s. And was it a sitcom? No. No. Okay. Was it a Western? Yes. Is it Wyatt Earp? It is. You are correct. <laughs> The other nominees were Love Affair, The Flintstones, City Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold, and Beverly yeah. Hills Cop 3. Oh, Beverly Hills Cop 3. See, I totally forgot that that was 94, and I probably would have guessed that. But, okay. All right. Wyatt Earp, Kevin Costner, Dennis Quaid. I think Wyatt Earp suffered because it came out, like, Six Not months after after Tombstone. Six months after which Tombstone, which was like which was like an hour shorter and much better. It's a great movie. Tombstone's awesome. Yeah. Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer, Man. so good. Arguably, Val Kilmer's like greatest performance. Arguably, but so you could, yeah. Uh, Val Kilmer uh, is an artist and he sells his art and a lot of it references uh doc holiday his character in tombstone mm. so look out for that valkilmer.com probably why not <laughs> why not so dan yeah. do you have any uh ideas of where you would want to take this speed franchise so first off i have to recognize my my wife's Love of the movie Speed. She said nobody has probably seen the movie as much as she did. She basically spent a summer in Spain, like at the movies, Mm. and she saw Speed like 20 times. And she was 10, you know. Um, But she saw Speed so many times, and she always had this idea for, for a sequel that would involve and it, it all stems from the scene in which it, uh, Dennis Hopper's character Payne is I believe in his in his home and he's monitoring everything that's going on and he's got there's like a, a mannequin mm-hmm. there some type of mannequin that that he talks to and Alicia's 
idea for a sequel was that this was not a mannequin. It, there was an actual person there that he keeps talking to. And 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 kind huh. of think of it now. I mean, she thought of it as a sequel at the time, but really it could have been a prequel, especially considering that Payne is decapitated at the end of the movie. Right. But I guess she maybe thought like, well, maybe what if he wasn't decapitated or what if his mannequin friend came and put his head back on and saved him? Because why not? But it, it could work as a prequel where it's like this was the person that was working with him. Got it. And I know what you're wondering, and I did ask this, and no, it's not a situation where the <laughs> mannequin only turns into a person when he's there. So it would not – because I was like, do we have a mannequin speed like – do we have, yeah, do we replace, you know, Sandra Bullock with Kim Cattrall and, and, you know, have, and, and have Mannequin, you know, Mannequin 3 on the, yeah. uh, really on the move? I don't know. Um, well, that was Mannequin 2 was on the move, but yeah, so that was her idea. I can't say I, I got the same inspiration. Um, I think the problem or the challenge rather in in thinking about this is is kind of the the question of, you know, how do you right. do this again without, you know, why would so I was at first I was like, "Oh man, you know what? Like get like Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock getting them back together for another speed movie would be awesome. But what are you going to, what's going to happen? Is it, are they going to be on a plane? What's going to happen that the audience is not going to roll their eyes at. So I, so I'm, I don't know about you, John, I'm thinking no, no sequel. I I think a, a prequel, a prequel could work, but then what does it become like a cop? A, a, a cop movie about Jack Traven and his like partner, right. Harry, who's Jeff Daniels <laughs> plays. I think a like a yeah, remake. I could see, I could see a remake. A remake I could work. Would, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing a remake, but still having Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock as the, uh, the main characters. Cause like they're still, <laughs> they're probably more famous now than they were then. So you would just have them remake well, the else? movie. Would you cast as many as the orig- of the original cast as possible and set it in 1994? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. You know who I would have? Well, because... <laughs> Where's Alan Ruck? So, uh, he's going to be in, in Speed. Is he in Succession? Yeah. He's on Succession nice. on the NHBA, Alan Ruck is yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah. I would um, yeah, have it in, in 90, set it in 94... But instead of Dennis Hopper, because that's not possible, Willem Dafoe. They, hey, they, you know what they say when Willem Dafoe. You know what they say, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> that's what they say. Um, Keanu. Uh, what if Keanu and, and Sandra Bullock are just on the bus? <laughs> what if it's totally different actors playing their characters? Alan Ruck and Colleen Camp. <laughs> yes. Why has this not been done yet? No, you know, throw a uh, you know, an Ansel Elgort <laughs> and uh Well, I don't know. I feel like after Baby Driver, he's kind of done his Oh yeah. Shoot. I'm in a fast that's, thing. That's why I thought it was a good idea. Okay, never scratch that. Taron Edgerton, maybe Taron Edgerton yeah, Kingsman. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. so what? He wasn't like on a fast moving vehicle. Taron, oh, dude, what if you just remade it and you did it in London with a double decker bus? Oh, double decker bus is very cool. Speed. It's called double speed. D- yeah. Speed squared. No, that would be the sequel. Um, but what if that, why not? Why not do it in, I mean, not that Taron Edgerton can't do a perfectly fine American accent i think he's mm-hmm. he's 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 great i'm excited to see rocket man hopefully yeah. next next weekend Ho- hoping to see rocket man anyway i think taron well, edgerton if you did it in in london keanu and sandra could still be on the bus sure why not they absolutely could be on that yeah, bus either one could be they on have the- rekindled their romance no, and they are on vacation no 
no, no, John, because no, no, John, we need to take advantage. This is a double decker bus. They don't know. They have not (laughs) seen each other in years. And one is on the top and one is on the bottom and they're like Sandra is on the is sitting on the bottom section and Keanu is up on the top section. He's just kind of like he's retired now and he's like he's got the long the John Wick beard and everything. And he's just kind of like, yeah, I'm just in London. I'm just I just want to get away from it all. And there he is on the top. Oh and then all of a sudden he notices there's something going on with the bus and he looks down the stairs and there's Taryn. Edgerton with the bus driver and he's like, excuse me, I think I could help. And he comes down and... Oh my God. And then... Sure. Why not? (laughs) No. It's called Speed 3. Sure. Why not? (laughs) They're both there. Speed 3. What else are we going to do? No. Yeah. No, I would... uh, Honestly, seriously speaking, though, if I was going to pitch anything if i was if i was getting paid to write a pitch to do something with with speed that's probably what it would be is a remake and honestly the like london not a bad idea i doubt you have as many vast freeways They're on the other side of the road things are different man so many so many wrenches being thrown into the works here. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, then, pop quiz, hot shot. What's the very first movie reboot? Hmm. Okay, the first movie reboot. So, like a a new movie made. All right, I, I just want to make sure I'm thinking I'm, I'm on the right train of thought here. So first... Okay, so how about this? I'm going to just read you a little bit from the website that I'm getting this from, allthatsinteresting.com, mm-hmm. um, about the section, because they do an interesting job of explaining, of defining reboot. Okay, cool. Compared to a sequel or a remake, the definition of a reboot is a little more complicated. Reboots take elements from an established series and transform them to reflect a changing time, changing audience, or to simply freshen up the story and attract new fans along the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. That's pretty much the way we we think of it. So Yeah. Glad to know we're on the same page. So, okay, so the first reboot, I guess the distinction that I want to make is what differentiates it is it that a reboot takes a like a series and restarts it versus just remaking a an individual story um yeah i'd say a series because it's not often that an individual movie i think that when it's an individual movie remake applies a little bit more but for the sake of this pop quiz we're gonna say series Okay. All right. Good. 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 Um, so I'm trying to think as far back as I can, and like I know that at one point there were like the the serial like the Batman shorts that would play, but I don't know if that would count or like the old. I assume at some point prior to the '70s there was like some black and white like sh- Superman done is it is it any type of superhero related uh no no okay yeah and i mean superman there was the television series but right it that would just be then an adaptation yeah yeah okay so we're not talking comic books we're talking of a film franchise was the initial film franchise based on anything else or not to my knowledge. Okay. So we've got a series of films that that starts and then... And we're talking about the first reboot, not the first series to... All right. The, uh, correct. The first reboot. Uh, I will say this is something that we have, historically speaking, talked about on this podcast. Not this episode, but on this podcast... We've talked about it like featured or... Nope. It's just been something that's come up. It's been something that's come up, which doesn't narrow it down all that much. Okay. I Um, I need a hint. Do you want... You need a hint. I would like a hint, please. Uh, Okay. This may give it away, but 
its its latest iteration of reboot has already begun. Like like it's already been released. Like yes. Like currently. Yeah, like in the past few years, it has been released, and then a continuation of that is about to come out. Like Bond, it no. was also it was also famously rebooted. Oh, I want to say late nine late nineties. So it was rebooted late nineties. Was that reboot successful? Um, in certain ways. Not successful enough for them to have continued on with that iteration. Godzilla? Yes. Okay. All right. There we Re- go. The return of Godzilla in 1984 was the very first mm-hmm. reboot. Okay. Yeah. That Wait, no. Hold on a second, John. What about King Kong? What about the 1970? Or that's just a remake. That, I think that'd be a remake. That's just a remake, but whereas Godzilla is intended as a franchise was, were there more Godzilla movies? I think if I, were there more Godzilla movies made as part of that mid eighties franchise as part of that mid eighties franchise? Let's see. So why don't I uh, read what they have in this article, which is loading Uh very slowly and it's maddening. Um, There are parts of this that I just did copy and paste, but not this portion. And that was a mistake. Um, So, the Godzilla franchise is one of the longest running in film history. This story of a dinosaur-like monster reawakened by the radioactivity of an atomic bomb has been stretched and manipulated over and over again. The various films have seen Godzilla both as the protagonist and the antagonist, with many other monsters brought in along the way. Starting with the release of Godzilla in 1954, the series has seen well over 20 productions, including various remakes, reboots, and sequels. There were several remakes and sequels during Godzilla's first wave of popularity, but it wasn't until 1984's The Return of Godzilla that we got what may be the first ever reboot in film history. The crucial distinction between The Return of Godzilla and all of the preceding Godzilla adaptations, and the very thing that defines it as a reboot, was that it continuously and explicitly ignored past adaptations, instead returning to the story's beginnings. Uh, Unlike sequels and remakes, reboots are a much more recent phenomenon and ever-growing one. Uh, As you've likely noticed, three of the biggest superhero movie properties, Batman, Spider-Man, and the Fantastic Four, have each been rebooted twice since 2000. I'd be interested to hear what they would have to say about the return of Godzilla versus the 1970... The Jessica Lange King Kong? Yeah, the Jessica Lange Jeff Bridges, Charles Grodin King Kong. That's right, Charles Grodin. Before I before I move on, are we done with speed? <laughs> yeah. I, I I guess so. Yeah. So I guess that's that's where I'm, I mean, John, you really didn't share. Did you have any ideas for? Well, OK, here's what I wrote down. And it doesn't my thought doesn't end because I just was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I wrote down Willem Dafoe's escape plane crashes into an oil tanker at the end of speed two. what if he survived? Uh, he has been spending the last 20 years developing a plan for revenge. Having read about Annie's experience with the bus, and then I stopped because I was like, no, this is not not good. <laughs> um, I uh, I kind of just liked where we were going with uh, the, the London double-decker bus idea. <laughs> Taron Edgerton and um, good villain for that. I, I- Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Okay, sure. Why the hell not? He survived a plane crash, that's, man. That's, that's that should be that's like that should be the title of this episode. Is sure why not? Yeah. So uh, on the last not? episode, we also discussed the theme. So so June's kind of theme is just uh, revisiting June releases uh, from from years past, and we also have a little mini uh, bite sized little theme, a which theme is. At- yeah, a little theme at which is recasting the films of June Squibb. And uh, for this particular episode, we decided on Scent of a Woman. And um, we are not going to go into the whole... Well, we'll give a, a brief little synopsis. Yeah, there's yeah. not that much really yeah, to say. A, a student takes on a job uh, kind of being the... Assistant 
or caretaker caretaker assistant for uh, a blind military veteran. Isn't it just just for for a weekend weekend? It's just for a brief period of time. Right. And um, yeah, it's Al Pacino, Chris O'Donnell. Clearly everybody remembers it. Oh, right. Yeah. Al Pacino is the one who, who I think puts in, puts out the ad to hire him. Or it's Um, his uh, daughter or niece or something like that. Yeah. um, Based on the trailer, that's what it seems like it is. Yeah. It's been, it's been a while since I've seen it. I do remember there was a subplot where Chris O'Donnell's character is being blamed for a prank played on the headmaster of their school by a couple of these snobby rich kids led by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Was he (laughs) really? A very early Philip Seymour Hoffman appearance incentive woman yeah so he so basically chris o'donnell's character is like there on scholarship he's right. not a, a rich kid but philip seymour hoffman and his crew are it's kind of like a school ties situation oh, cowards! <laughs> so chris o'donnell spends the weekend like with al pacino and doing al pacino's bidding and yeah al pacino yeah. is he's a veteran of Vietnam veteran, I think. Yeah, probably. We're already yeah, talking seriously. too much okay, about. Okay, John. So, so who would you who would you recast in the in the main roles? Well, when when Dan and I were uh, were discussing the idea for this, this movie was kind of the example that I gave, and the people that I came up with, like on the spot, I kind of feel like are perfect. So those people are Sam Rockwell and Dave Franco. Sam Rockwell, because first of all, dude's got range. He's probably my favorite actor uh, today, or at least one of the. And also, there's some dancing sequences in it. And we all know Sam Rockwell likes to dance in movies. (laughs) So there's that. And then I feel like Dave Franco is, you know, he can play that college age. I don't really know too many other people in that age range who I would confidently pick for something like this. Okay. Well, Dan, um, what do you got? you know, and I, I feel like I remember, I think I remember it as that he was actually in high school. I don't, I, I, th- I think. Oh, is it high school? Like a prep I school kind of thing? I do think it was a, a prep school. Well, then I, then I do have a bit of a casting change and I can't think of the actor's name off the top of my head, but I think I'd put the, uh, the kid from Love, Simon in it. From the kid from Love, Simon. Um, came out last yeah, year. I'm trying to remember his name without looking it up, which I should just do. Oh, okay. Uh, love Simon. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to look that up for a moment, <laughs> but my idea is, so my thought, cause I, I knew that you had gone with Sam Rockwell for the Pacino role. And I, you know what I, can you really do better than that? You better know different, different. Yes. So <laughs> Nick Robinson is, is the actor. Who plays Simon okay. in in Love Simon? Yeah. So in the Al Pacino role, I would be interested to see John Cusack for some reason. Okay. And you know, I just i I enjoy John Cusack's work. I've always felt he was a good, um, you know, he's you know very good actor. And I think I just kind of miss seeing John Cusack in in things, and I feel like his. Like age, age wise, not that you necessarily need someone to be, to be that old. No. But, um, I, I, I feel like he works. You and, could go another direction with it because let, let's face it. Um, Al Pacino incentive woman chews up pretty much all the scenery and leaves nothing untouched. Yeah. So if we're going to go in that route, but maybe turn up the volume a little bit more, I could think of no one better than Nicolas Cage. Oh, I think the well, only okay. way I would see a scent of a woman remake. And I mean, okay, I would see the John Cusack scent of a woman remake. I would see the Sam Rockwell one. I would be excited for a Nicolas Cage just because I, I'm, I don't love the movie scent of a woman. Al Pacino won his first best actor Oscar for it. He won his first Oscar right. for it uh, the same year that he was nominated for a much better performance in in Glengarry Glen Ross. 
And I, a few years mm-hmm. before he was nominated for a much better performance in Donnie Brasco. Okay, Dan, you got to focus. Who would be the Who'd Chris be O'Donnell? Who would be the Chris O'Donnell? I, you know, John, I don't know. <laughs> um, it, like Asa, Asa <laughs> Butterfield, uh, he's like, he's oh, yeah. good. I like him. He was really good in Sex Education, uh-huh. that Netflix show. I saw the Ender's Game movie and I thought that he was fine for whatever I mean, I that remember was. him in, in Hugo and I mean, that was, that's some time ago. Oh, but right. That's the, I, that's the only movie I ever walked out of. Really? Oh. Yeah. That's, that's some good trivia for you. That's not even a pop quiz. Just giving you information. But you know what? This is a pop quiz hotshot. What was the first sequel? The very first sequel? Yeah, and this is the last pop quiz hotshot, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for all bearing with me. Seriously. Yeah. Um, I full disclosure, I had no idea these were these were coming, which is why there's so much dead space after these questions. I was gonna I was gonna do it on the last episode, but knowing that we were gonna be doing speed, oh. I was like, oh no. well, I'll be uh, pop quiz course. hotshot. No, no, no. This makes perfect sense. <laughs> um oh boy. So the very first sequel. So I'm trying to think the very, so the first one, I'm I'm just going to walk you through the thinking process right now is I remember that there was a sequel to the original father of the bride. It was called father's little dividend. I'm trying to think of prior to that. Well, you know, Shakespeare wrote Henry the fourth part one and part two. Um, We're talking movies, Dan. I I know. I know. John, I, I, you know, and a lot of Shakespeare plays have been adapted to movies, but I don't think those have. So, and a lot were adapted in silent era. So, but I think that was the only, yeah. So I'm, um, so let's see, are we talking pre 1950, post 1950? Pre. Pre. Okay. Are we talking comedy? Definitely not. Definitely not. Okay. Got it. All right. We're not talking comedy. Let's see. Pre-1950. Silent or sound? Silent. And it was a sequel. And it was, was it a, uh, I assume a drama? Yes. Or like a, was it a period drama? Like something that was set in that time period, like, or no, I'm sorry, something that was set prior to that time period or post, uh, I guess. It, it was set around that time period. Okay. So set at, at the time. I'm going to cut out a lot of this dead air. Thank you. <laughs> Jeez. I'm having a really, I remember there was that movie was called if with Clara bow, no wings. That's what that was called wings. Um, and it's not, it's, it's not that I, I will I'm, say I'm, this. I just, I'm just trying to think of it. I'm just going like to, I'm just going to tell you the, the first of these movies is a very, very famous controversial movie. Oh shit. Birth of a nation. Correct. Do you know what the sequel was? Is it, um, Oh, came out the following year, 1916. You're probably not going to get it. Lost, no, not Lost Horizon. The um, Fall of a Nation. The Fall of, oh, okay. Yeah. The Fall, I, you, wow. Yep. I don't so, think, I, I don't know if I ever knew that there was a sequel to Birth of a Nation. I mean, it came out right after it and clearly Birth of a Nation was so controversial and, and big that it kind of gets all the attention. Was it that controversial at the time? Well, but it's co- that controversial that that's the one that we talk about. Oh yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, now it's, it's controversial because it's, it's a movie where the heroes of the movie are the clan. Yes. The, as in the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. And that's actually adapted from the book, the Klansman. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, okay. All right. So, so there you have it. Um, that's all of our pop quiz hotshots. And I specifically chose the Razzie one for 1994 because one of the runners up was City Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold. And our next episode 
is going to be Hello. about the City Slickers movies. City Slickers. Yep, City Slickers 2, Legend of Carly's Gold, celebrating its 25th anniversary this, yeah. this month. As is, as is Speed, and I will as leave you speed. with this, John, because everyone wants to know. Where'd you see Speed? I, I saw Speed at the Westfield Rialto. Um, <laughs> I, I actually, I think my, I do have the ticket stub. I don't have it in front of me right now, but I want to say I saw it like opening weekend. I'm pretty, I, I think I went with uh, my old buddy, John Canterac. Okay. And yeah. Hey, a John. name I haven't heard uh, in a long time. No, he's probably not listening to this. Um, if you are listening, interesting. Hi. Yeah, no, no, we hung out. Yeah, we we caught some flicks. And I remember we, um, yeah, I remember seeing Speed at the at the Westfield Rialto and uh, really enjoying it. Fantastic. I did not see Speed 2 in the theater. Or anywhere, maybe? Or I I I want to say it was an HBO. Got it. Yeah, it was like one of those, and I think or like, oh, this is on demand. Fine, let me see what this is finally like. And like, I just fell asleep every time, or got tired of it and turned it off, one way or the other. Yeah, I have consciously avoided seeing Speed Two in in one sitting. Yeah, and uh, prior to recording. Dan, you and I hadn't discussed what our next film in the uh, the our month of June squib recasts will be, but I'm going to go ahead and propose In and Out. Of course, yes. In and Out, it is. Absolutely, 1997. In and Out. Yeah, uh, got it. Starring Kevin Klein, one of my other favorite actors. Joan Kevin Cusack. Klein. It's Joke delightful. Sister of John Cusack. It's we're talking about the Cusacks. Frank today. Oz, the director of What About Bob? <laughs> what a wonderful I mean, week we're nine, it will be. We're 19 episodes into this thing. We're going to be talking about a lot of the same things I, over and uh, yeah, over again. I know. I should stop being amazed by it. So, uh, so if that, any John, of you have thoughts about the speed movies, uh, recasting Scent of Woman, recasting In and Out, uh, if you have thoughts about the City Slicker movies, uh, email you us. You want to know more about Val Kilmer's art? Val Kilmer's art. I the other day wore my uh, Val Kilmer hat. It's the the L.A. Dodgers logo, but there's a V on it as well. And uh, nobody knows that that's what it is except me. So that's fun. And uh, <laughs> um, I just you and Val. Yeah. Look up what Val Kilmer's up to because boy, oh boy, he's got a great Twitter account too. that man's nuts. I love it. <laughs> All um, right. And I will awesome. say, by the way, my favorite Val Kilmer role, Nick Rivers in Top Secret. Yes. Yes. Love Top Secret. Yeah. All right, John. Write to us with your favorite Val Kilmer role, ruinedchildhoodspod at gmail.com. Follow <laughs> us on Instagram at ruinedchildhoodspod. And uh, yeah, good journey, Dan. Good journey to you and a good journey to you all.